0: Celtics Talk
1: Podcast is presented by 24autogroup.com, 11 locations across New England. What's up, everybody? It's the Post Game Pod here on Celtics Talk Podcast. Yes, another episode as the Celtics play. Second night of a back-to-back and take down the New York Knicks. 133-118 at Madison Square Garden. The Celtics offense absolutely humming in this one. A 137.1 offensive rating. Uh, Just a a monster night. The Celtics actually set a record for three-pointers in a game, a franchise record at at 27, fourth highest in league history, uh, flirting with getting up to that 29 number. The postgame pod, as always, is brought to you by 24autogroup.com. You'll save more at Route 24. Here's what we got coming up. Eddie and Amin are going to react to that Celtics three-point barrage and uh, a record-setting night. Abby's going to go one-on-one with Jalen Brown. Uh, and we're going to look at just like how Samahouser is uh, is is carving out a nice little role for himself and part of that three point barrage. But we start with the opening tip, and my opening tip is actually what happened before the opening tip. Rob Williams meeting with reporters down in New York to uh, discuss his his rehab, and he's on the road for the first time this season, which is a step in and of itself for Rob to just want to be out there around the team. He's had about six weeks of this eight to twelve week. Recovery. So, you know, the earliest we could even start daydreaming about him being on the court is probably the end of November, early December. I've said all along, I think it's probably more likely that it is mid-December before we really see him, at least in, in, in more normal uh, uh, spat of minutes. Because I think, you know, they're going to be careful here. And that's one thing that came through. We're going to play you that Rob audio uh, as part of this podcast. And you'll hear he's excited because there's been no setbacks. He's been able to get on the court now. For uh, a couple weeks and is doing pretty much everything, yes, including dunking. Which uh, I mean, it's Rob. That's that's what he does. Uh, but just really encouraging to hear how optimistic he sounds about getting back out there. Of course, the one thing that the Celtics have to worry about is simply the the the. As he ramps up, does he still feel good? And it's a whole different level between getting out there and doing 3 on 3 with coaches or you know individual drills and ramping up the game speed and and what he's going to need to be thrown back in to the mix and of course hovering above all of this is the fact that you don't want to rush him back and even in that interview he admits again like he he knew the the, the risk that he was taking going back and and rushing himself back from that meniscus surgery to play in the NBA finals but Rob was willing to do that because Let's face it. Like, how many opportunities does a player get? You're never promised to get back to the NBA Finals in this in this league, and so uh, he wanted to be out there, and uh, you know, might have might have forced him to uh, to miss a little bit of time here at the start of the year, as the the later discovery of of, of the uh, irritation and having to go back in there, uh, and yet uh, I love that Rob wanted to tough that out and be out there with the team. You know, the uh, as prez of the uh, of the Rob Williams fan club, the one thing that uh, even members sometimes have chided me about is that Rob has been the part time Lord for most of his career and not been out on the court. And I, like, undeniably, he especially early in his career, he had the the groin, the toe, the hip. Like, it, it, it did always feel like it was something, and yet, you know. I kept saying, if you look at last year, he was out there an awful lot playing the most regular season games I think he had played in his career, then grinding it out through the playoffs and really giving up his body to be out there and try to will the Celtics to uh, to an NBA title. And the one thing I keep going back to with this season is the, this early part of the year, you know, look, maybe the Celtics defense would have been uh, a, a bit rusty with him as well, but it's clear how much they need him, how much he cleans up on that back end, how he can make a guard getting beat off the dribble look good because he can come from the weak side and erase that shot. And so uh, they need a healthy Rob to to sort of hit peak performance, although you watched them put up 133 points tonight, and it's a little show of, like, there's been a lot of offensive progress. It looks really good right now, but I need Rob back out there to sort of bring the defense together tidy that up a little bit and then this thing could really, really hum. Uh it's uh again encouraging to hear Rob be so optimistic uh about his progress to this point and the fact that he's been able to get back out on the court the here this week and or in the last two weeks and and start ramping up. I'm uh I really I'm really am eager to see what this team looks like at full strength. In part because the bench has been so good and, and, and cleaned up a lot of what worried us coming out of the finals about this team and its inconsistent ways. I think tonight was 51 bench points for the Celtics. Malcolm Brogdon continues to be a revelation. Uh, and now you got Hauser uh, being able to add automatic offense and, and hitting uh, six of nine shots, five of eight beyond the three-point arc, uh, a, a season-high 17 points for him off the bench. Uh it's just really the, the Celtics are trending in a in a lot of good ways despite some of the frustrations like there has been lapses in intensity, the defense obviously isn't where it needs to be, but you can sort of see the larger vision with this team and where they can potentially get to uh especially if Rob is back out there on the court. 6 and 3, you feel a lot better than maybe we did uh, before the start of this back-to-back. Good that the Celtics could kind of get through this game. Uh, Al Horford's obviously sitting out on the second night of a back-to-back despite his pleas earlier in the year saying he would uh, be trying to play in those games. Uh, the team probably treading on the the, the right path here, uh, not trying to... to they, they, remember, Al played like 40 minutes, won the game this week, and I, I think 33 minutes the other night. Uh, there's no need to, 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 to rack up those minutes for him. But then they lose Luke Cornett early he had to depart for personal reasons and uh you know so all of a sudden Noah Vonley thrown into a heftier role going small with Grant and certainly the Knicks took advantage of that in some instances especially when they were able to drive and get past that first line of attack uh, finishing at the rim Uh, those are things again that Rob can help clean up down the road but six and three going to Memphis on Monday night it, uh, it feels like there's a chance here to snowball and, and, and start feeling pretty good, uh, but is going to be a, a tremendous test because of his offensive talents, and this, the Celtics have to be a little bit more locked in than what we've seen, but you go down the box score, I mean, the threes were great, you got Marcus Smart with a, a season-high 11 assist, and balanced that with only one turnover, I believe, um, just a really crisp night for the Celtics, I don't know what we learned, the Knicks aren't a very good team, as you'll hear Eddie kind of allude to coming up, but Uh, A win is a win, especially on the second night of a back-to-back and especially on the road. So let's see where the Celtics take it from here. Uh, Get healthy, Rob, because uh, I can't wait to see this team when they've got everybody out there. All right, let's get into our post-game content.
2: Another roller coaster ride for the Celtics in this one. This time in New York against the Knicks, but they get the win, one thirty-three to one eighteen. And Eddie, a back-and-forth battle for most of this game. But what did you learn about the Celtics in this back-to-back matchup?
0: I learned that Coach Joe Mazzulla can trust the second unit a little more. They're a team that goes out there, and they, for whatever reason, to me. And I don't know if I'm looking at the game different or anything, but it looks like when the second unit is out there, they play at a different pace. The ball hops around a little bit more. It's not a lot of ball sticking. It flies around. People fly around defensively, and it looks like guys are getting easier shots and easier looks, and it looks like they're having fun. Not that the first unit's not having fun and can't get easy looks, but it looks like in the last two games that that second unit has been extric- has been coming together, and they're embracing their their identity and what they're supposed to do when they're going out there and posing their will on the uh, opposing second unit.
2: Yeah, you talk about that second unit and what I noticed watching them, whether the second unit is with Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, that ball is hopping around out there and the pace is quick out there on the court, helping them to get more points and really be effective on the offensive end. All right, let's send out to Abby Chin who caught up with Jalen Brown after the game. Jalen the ball was popping tonight you guys had 29 assists hit a franchise record 26 threes. How would you describe the offense.
3: Um, We just you know making some open shots last couple games we had some shots that didn't go down. So tonight we found some open space and we had fun out there playing ball.
2: It certainly looked like it for you 30 points you hit six of those threes but. On the second night of a back to back, you were under the weather coming in from last night. What did this one take?
3: Um, it, it took a lot. It was a good team win. You know, I haven't been feeling well the last couple of days. And uh, we were able to come out. Teammates picked us up. We got a good win last night. And we got a good win tonight. So let's get, keep it rolling.
2: No Al, no Luke. Rob remains out. What have these last two games shown you about your
0: depth?
3: We got a good team. We just got to keep finding different ways to win each and every night and just keep having fun and smiling with the game. So um, I'm excited about the next matchup in Memphis and we're looking forward to it.
2: You said you guys, you said it. You guys have won two straight. What momentum, what do you want to take into that game on Monday?
3: Um, Defense, you know, try to put teams away a little bit earlier. Um, We got in the habit of letting teams back into the game, but that comes with just figuring things out, having new teammates, a new coach, and we're working through all the adversity. So it's a great challenge. It's a long year and you just got to enjoy the process.
2: 133 points they set a franchise record with 27 three point field goals made and scored 30 points off 14 Knicks turnovers and also 30 assists on 47 field goals and smarts. 11 assists are the most by a Celtic this season. Chris Forsberg, Eddie House, Amina Smith here with you, and a good win by this Celtics team. And Forsberg, I told you when you came in, we didn't have to worry about Evan Fournier today. He was a minus 22 on the floor. Just like me and Eddie told you in the pregame show, you don't have to worry about Evan Fournier because nobody this Celtics, nobody's worried about Evan Fournier, especially not the way that this Celtics team is looking right now. But Forsberg, what did you see
1: in this matchup? So first off, Evan Fournier had that crazy three at the end of the first half, and I was like, here we go. He's back on his usual, you know, BS, but no. (laughs) What I love about this is that the Celtics didn't even have any of their top three centers available on the second night of a back-to-back, and their offensive rating I think overall was 137.1. The offense has been so far ahead of what I expected coming into the year. And the credit to Joe Missoula, I think they've certainly found this shot profile that they like and there'll be nice Where we sit here and be like "eh, do we like this many three-pointers? But on nights like this when it's flowing you just live by it and you know you pick your spots when to attack the basket So it's great that the offense is this chugging this early in the season when you don't even have your full complement Imagine what happens when you get a lob threat back like Rob now We need the defense to catch up a little bit mm-hmm. and Rob will help that but the fact that they're at this point here right now is just such an encouraging sign about what this team can be.
2: Eddie, we talked about those 27 threes being a franchise record, and we know that's not going to happen every single night. But how do the Knicks allow the Celtics to have their way from beyond the arc?
0: Because they're weak. Because they just not. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, in all the, 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 the honesty, they're they just, they just, they just not as good as us, right? And and t- Tom Thibodeau hangs his hat on his team being really good defensively and they're not that great of a defensive team, okay? They're just not. And once we get into the paint, we're able to attack the paint, get paint touches, and kick it outside. Guys are getting wide open looks, real late closeout. So that's really what was happening. And at halftime, I was like, "Hey, well, we got to kind of figure this out, man. Points in the paint is 30 to 18, but it don't matter when you make 27 threes. I don't care that we lost the points in the paint was 64 to 30 in favor of the Knicks, but we made 27 threes, so we didn't even lead, need to live in the paint." Tonight, but at the end of the day the we were just better than them. That's really what it was
1: It was almost frustrating that it was as close as it was because you're looking yeah. at that Knicks team You're like I mean Randall looked like he was out of gas for periods mm-hmm. of the first half and like <laughs> again Jalen Brunson He's a good player, but I just can't believe the amount of money they spent to, to, to bring him in there and Like Southers have got to be better against playing caliber teams than that, and yet, like you can't quibble with the end result because they find a way to get a win. And again, you, uh, there are other circumstances. But can we talk about Sam Hauser? Of
2: course, we're going to talk about Sam Hauser. Seventeen points in this matchup. Also, a he was efficient. Six a of nine from the field. Five of eight from three. Forsberg, you wanted to talk about Hauser. Here we are. What did you like that you saw from him out there? There's
1: that internet meme where you put something up and then you hit the upgrade button. So like, you know, <laughs> Gordon Hayward, upgrade. I did see and, a tweet like and, that and, and, now, and now we've got Sam Hauser. So here's the funny thing for me about Sam Hauser. What happens if Gallinari never gets hurt? Mm. Does Sam get the opportunity this year? It it, it shows incredible poise for him in his second year and, and after not playing a whole lot last year to be able to be ready for this moment and to come in and just be so automatic with that shot. The Celtics have been long needing another sort of catch and shoot guy who can accentuate the talent, especially now with Malcolm Brogdon out there. And they've got two, like with Grant being super effective and with Sam now doing what he's doing, they're set up really well to thrive with that bench shoot. And what was it, 50 bench points, 51 bench mm-hmm. points tonight? That number just keeps crawling higher because of the the what these guys are giving them. I mean I'll say it again. They got the Bench Splash Bros out there, Grant wow. and Sam. Wow! might as well, I mean, it's just like it's it, it, it's it, imagine having the Splash Brothers, but being able to bring them off your bench because you're so talented.
2: I mean, they're doing their thing. I, I'm not gonna lie, Sam Hauser. When I see him get that ball at the three-point line, I'm like, hey, <laughs> like he's going out. He's out there doing his thing. He when he misses, I'm thing. surprised. I, like exactly, I,
0: exactly. Amina, Amina, huh? you see somebody coming with Black Forces on, right? <laughs> and then you hear that they also got a thirty with a scope. Daddy what you going to do? Scope. You going to get, you got to get up out of here. Yeah, nice. exactly. I'm
2: running in the other direction. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you
0: understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, now you feel what I'm saying? That's what our bitch is. We got Black Force and 30 with a scope, man. Come see us about something or we going to come see y'all about something. Wait, Ugh. and you
1: didn't even mention, and then they're like, oh, we got Batman out here. Dude who legitimately thinks he's Batman. And I mean, like A whole
0: cast of characters <laughs> oh, off I this forgot damn about bench. Ba- I forgot about the Dark Knight too. I mean. Yeah,
2: we got to make it the I Dark Knight. I mean, come Knight, on Because I feel like Batman is not as cool as the Dark Knight. So, we're gonna make Grant Williams a
0: dark night to
4: just match yeah, the energy of the here. bench alright you All right, y'all. <laughs> uh, feeling good, man. I've been um, getting on the court the past couple days. You know, um, raising intensity, reading my body, but overall, feeling good. What kind so, of things are you able to do out there so far? Um, stepping it up. Uh, really. um... Really anything, man. I just uh, try to hold me on being a little too explosive sometimes, you know, um, take take my time with it. But pick and rolls, um, running the court, uh, really doing a lot of everything. Are you are you on schedule in terms of is this about when you were supposed to be doing court stuff as you ramp back up? Or um, you didn't really land out that at that time? Um, you know, it was kind of not a wide window, but it was a window for this. So um, we're just happy there's no setbacks, uh, man.
2: What is the schedule timetable?
4: What are you looking at? Um, like I said, it's, it's windows. You know, I'm just looking to hit check marks, and once I get that out the way, you know, hopefully get back out there.
2: Coming with the team on the road—that's a step, right? Yeah, for sure. Being for sure. being able to get out of the gym, and
4: yeah, do your work somewhere else. Yeah. So, um, I started getting back on the court recently, like the last two weeks. So, um, just wanted to get back traveling with the team. You know, get the the feeling back. What are the next steps for you as you try to get closer to a time? Um, you know, just increasing the load, you know, and everything, um, seeing how the knee reacts. Like I said, hitting um, hitting check marks to have set up for me. You know, are you dunking? Yeah, yeah. I'm dunking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> given given sort of what happened a couple months ago, and you started to ramp back up and felt it. Is there? Do you get nervous when you go out there and do stuff like? Are you afraid? Oh, I'm going to do this and then feel something again, or do you feel confident that – you're in a good place now
4: with it. Um. Yeah, you know, you're always kind of nervous, but um, like I said, that's kind of why they give me a window. You know, um, just in case we try something and it isn't, sit back. Mm-hmm. You got time to deal with it, throw some, throw some different things in Does it feel good to get a chance to be back around the guys yeah, and doing feel, stuff like this again? It feels it great rehabbing? Yeah, it feels great. Uh, getting Just getting back on court, to be honest, man. It feels great. Why what? is it important for
2: you to be here and around the guys?
4: What's um, going on? Now these are my teammates, so I need them just like they need me. So I felt like it was good for me to just get back in rhythm, you know, coming on the road. What was the goal of the the, uh, injection you had, and how did it kind of help? Just, uh, you know, help me stay on a a speedy process, you know. Like I said, I haven't had any setbacks yet, but doing good. Hopefully stay that way. And the world's going to want to know what you think of Luke's uh, three-point contests as a shot blocker. Oh, that should work. <laughs> that should <shit> work. <laughs> that should work every time. And then he can recover on the drive easily, you know what I'm saying? So if you jump and close out short, he can recover on the drive. So it's working. We see you do that maybe like someday? I don't think I have the Luke ability, you know, <laughs> but I tell him I might still it. What, what have you seen from the team as you've been watching from
0: the
1: sidelines? Hungry, you know,
4: I feel
3: like we got a lot to prove, you know, um, individually and as a team. And I feel like um, the leaders of
4: this team, the starters, I I love how they started the year. Just aggressive, man. Um, Staying aggressive and showing up in those situations, you know, where um, in the previous years we might have not showed up. Con- considering how much time you've missed now, does it change your mind about playing last year? And, and would you have been more cautious with stuff coming back in the playoffs? No, nah, because nah, I went to the final, you know. So that was that was really my dream, you know. I, uh, I made that decision, you know, I deal with it, and I'm living with it now. So.
1: You guys talk about how much they miss you.
3: Do you kind of point things out you're seeing when you're watching the games or, you know, when you're close to the team or at the practice and stuff that you're kind of seeing on the defense of them? Yeah, I yell
4: at them sometimes mm-hmm. at practice. <laughs> <laughs> like I stop point switching, you know, start talking, nobody's talking. You know, just trying to impose the energy that I bring when I'm, when I'm playing.